From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to the big event and welcome back to another 49 Mile Scenic Route episode, Heather Knight. Hey, it's good to be back. So this is, I think, our fourth episode, but a very important one. Historians will look back on this one <laughs> because in, this, awe. in awe, because this was our huge breakthrough on the 49 Mile Scenic Route. Uh, happened at a lunch with John King. Yes, and we were hoping he could be here to share in our breakthrough news, but sadly, he works at a newspaper and has been assigned to cover breaking news. We understand, but we're very disappointed. Yeah, it was actually the power outage, PG&E, the planned power outage. He is out somewhere in Oakland. Godspeed, John King, and all the Chronicle reporters and editors and photographers other than us <laughs> who are recording. <laughs> we fled to the basement. We fled to the basement. But uh, real news is happening, so it's just going to be us today. So I'm actually very excited about this one. We're days away, maybe days, Heather? Maybe two weeks max, but uh, that counts as days. Yeah, two weeks, days, whatever. We're close on the 49-mile scenic route. We're your concierge for culture in the Bay Area. I'm Peter Hartlob, and this is The Big Event. So, Heather, I'm in a good mood. Me too. Um, 49 miles scenic route. We had a breakthrough. Yeah, it was like when you finish your college thesis paper and you're just like (laughs) so relieved. Yeah, that's where we are um, with the 49 miles scenic route. Um, I almost hate to do this, but it is a regular feature now in the 49 (laughs) miles scenic route. Um, What are Heather and Peter fighting about? And we're not fighting about much. We're feeling good right now. But I think we should go over this. Um, One thing we're fighting about that doesn't quite relate to um, the route, but does relate to our Total SF program, is what movie we're going to show next. So Heather, we're on our third movie now coming up. We're deciding our third movie. First two movies have been... Huge successes. We showed So I Married an Axe Murderer, which is my top number one favorite San Francisco movie of all time. So that's, we've already done the best. Yeah, with the bagpiper. The Rock was, I think, in some ways even better. The crowd, it, it wasn't as good of a movie, I don't think, and the crowd like got into it even more. <laughs> yeah, we we specialize in cheesy bad movies. So for all of you suggesting Vertigo, take your suggestions somewhere else. Yeah, well, maybe someday. But then we kind of hit this roadblock, and this is what we're fighting about. Star Trek Four versus Sister Act. You are in favor of Heather. To nobody's surprise, I am in favor of Sister Act. I am not a sci-fi fan. I don't like spaceships. I don't like whales. I mean, they're okay, (laughs) but I don't want to watch a whole movie about them. I do like Whoopi Goldberg, and I do like Singing Nuns. Okay, first of all, you've completely misrepresented Star Trek IV. It's not an entire (laughs) movie about whales. It's not about... I actually got a text. This is funny. You were watching Star Trek Four because I want. I'm like, just watch the movie. You're gonna like it. And I get a text, and you're like, I think I'm just gonna fast forward <laughs> through all the spaceship parts. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. I did. Okay, so we left it up to Twitter. Uh, put this out on Twitter. Star Trek Four versus Sister Act. I think that was a huge mistake. Well, it didn't really help because people were totally split down the middle, and people are adamant. Yeah. Especially you Star Trek Four fans. I I feel like like whatever we pick now, half of the group is just going to be really upset. So we might we lose half of that. our followers on Twitter. Yeah. So, but we did we did uh, get a final decision. Um, Sister Act will be our next movie because I lose every <laughs> argument. 
<laughs> I'm very good at arguments, my husband will tell you. But really the reason is because we have better ideas for Star Trek Four. That probably won't happen until 2020, but it will be really cool. Yeah, we can't really talk about it, but we have a really, really, really good idea for Star Trek Four, and that allowed me to just chill out and say, let's do Sister Act, it'll be awesome. Early December... Sister Act, we're looking at December 5th probably, Balboa again, and the Bagpiper is in. Yeah. He's agreed to become a permanent fixture of our Total SF Movie Nights. Lynn Miller, House of Bagpipes for all your bagpiping needs. So great. Um, Everybody loves the Bagpiper. So if you're listening to this, if you haven't been in one of our movies before, if you live in the Bay Area, uh, go to the Balboa Theater website. Sister Act will be up there. Get your tickets. It'll be super fun. Um, Now, the second fight was over lunch. This is (laughs) something you probably don't know about me. Um, You and John and I were going to go over the map. And let's talk 49 Mile Scenic Drive. Kind of our approach to this has Mm -hmm. been, let's get some other voices involved. Yeah, so we got Paolo Lucchese to weigh in on food. He actually made a whole map himself, which you can find on his Twitter page. Um, You'd talk to uh, Charles about Charles Uh Desmarais, yeah, about public art Mm -hmm. and, and ways that people can see art on the route. And then we wanted to talk to John King, our architecture critic, about his thoughts on what buildings we should see. And we set a time to meet at noon, which John and I assumed logically meant we would eat lunch at this meeting. You, for some reason, decided to have a super early lunch and then were mad that we were hungry. No, I wasn't mad that we were hungry. I was mad because we didn't specify we were going to lunch. We were going to go in the basement. There's no lunch Exactly. Why did no you have us want to meet in the, in the basement? basement? So I assumed we're not doing lunch. It was twelve fifteen, not twelve. <laughs> so there's time before that to get lunch. So I ate a really, really quick, unsatisfying lunch. Um, I'm not going to say where I got it, but uh, it was not from <laughs> Joe and Fee, our in-house cafe. All of my lunches are satisfying with them. I ran somewhere local, just got some really not super healthy, unsatisfying food, Chipotle. ate it quickly. And you guys are like, let's go to the Tempest and get, you guys got like my favorite lunch, a box burger. So I was super, 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 super cranky at this meeting. <laughs> Is that accurate, Heather? Yes, but add another super before cranky. And yeah. And it will be accurate. I just don't want to sit there and watch other people <laughs> eating good food when I ate a bad lunch. This is a thing about me. <laughs> but I couldn't stay mad for long because we had a breakthrough. We did. So... Um, we basically have decided that we really liked the path through Chinatown, North Beach, Fisherman's Wharf, the marina, a lot of the Presidio. Then we got stuck because we didn't want to keep the exact same route. And Peter, despite his crankiness while we ate our burgers, had a brilliant idea, which is... Okay, so just describing this, the old route would go, um, 49 mile scenic route would go past Cliff House all the way down Ocean Beach, way around uh, Lake Merced. Boring. Super boring. <laughs> Super boring. And then by this golf course that we won't even get into the oh, golf God. course because the mail will come All again. golfers hate me in the city now. Yeah, but the golf course is gone. Um, Let's just say that. And then it would come back up sunset again, super boring, and then basically cover every square inch of Golden Gate Park. Yes. Yeah. And this was a problem for us. I mean, we didn't want to repeat that. One thing we didn't like about the way it does that is that it doesn't hit the best parts of the Richmond or Sunset District. So, like, the whole west side of the city is just uh, strangely, you 
you spend a lot of time over there, but you don't see anything you'd really want to see. So what I thought was, let's extend the Presidio. When we went and visited the Presidio Trust people, they gave us like these maps with like eight miles of... And they drove us around <laughs> showing us the best overlooks, which was really nice. But some of them were really great. So I thought, let's extend the Presidio, come back sort of um, heading in an easterly direction, kind of like east southeast direction, and then come out right around the Richmond so that you can experience some of the best parts of Clement Street, go into the park and do a little bit less in Golden Gate Park, but we're really going to hit- We're still hitting the best. Yeah. Like the current route for some reason does not hit the Conservatory of Flowers. We're going to hit that. Yeah. Um, we basically enter through Arguello, hit all the best parts of the park, and then come back out on- I'm craning my neck to see this tiny yeah. map while I talk. Hold on. It's Spreckles Lake. 35th Avenue. 35th Avenue. Um, and this solves a lot of problems. Uh, uh, Charles Desmarais said that the uh, Young Museum is a real mistake that you can't visit that. Now you can visit that. We go by uh, Cal Academy of Sciences and a lot of the really all around Stowe Lake. And then we come back up through the Richmond and not only do we get that really cool part of Clement, but we also get Balboa, Balboa Theater. Yes. Come see. Hockey Haven. Yeah. Beer. You love Hockey Haven. That's <laughs> your new. That was our after party for The Rock. And then go around and still get to do Cliff House and a lot of cool things up there. Still see the beach, still see the windmill coming down south. But we're not going to make you do the whole thing. Then we're going to cut in to the sunset um, south of Golden Gate Park. So we so, thought this was brilliant. Yeah, and, and then the best part about that, I mean, we're not going to tell you the whole route because it's going to be a surprise. We wanted to tell you that part because once we solved those problems, then all of a sudden it's like the whole map fell into place. I mean, just sitting there, yeah. me watching you guys eat your delicious food. <laughs> your hunger food, inspired you. And I was still pissed, but, <laughs> but I was getting less and less pissed because... As we're sitting there and uh, in the Tempest with our map out on a shared table, the people next to us, by, by the way, they were really cool about that. Um, it just all fell into place. Yeah. I mean, we, we have like 85, 90% of the route done now just from that kind of domino fall mm -hmm. of us figuring out that one part of the route. Yeah. So I'm really stoked. I don't know why people think you have to go uh, west to east in Golden Gate Park because ours goes the opposite way and hits way cooler sites. Yeah. So I can't wait for people to see this map. We have a few things to kind of iron out. Um, I'm going to go travel some of the route on my bike early next week. I've already traveled this area that goes around kind of like Bernal, Bayview, Dog Patch, and solve some problems there. I find if I go out on my bike just block to block, I can kind of figure out a couple of areas where, you know, it might not be a real safe bike lane or it might not be real pedestrian friendly so a um, couple problems though we still have a couple issues i i want to go number one um, i'm calling this the third street conundrum so we're in bayview heading through dog patch heading toward mission bay and there's a stretch of third street that's just deadly i mean it's just so boring and there's nothing to see um, i want to with this map heather just like commit to having transit options baked into the map not just that it's kind of obvious that you should take the t-third down there but like recommend to people hey if you're walking take the t-third for about half a mile here or three quarters of a mile and then the cable car then we can tell people to get on the california 
Right, we did that. Um, you have to walk up Knob Hill anyway, so why not get on the cable car? So we'll definitely include um, suggestions for public transit. As you may have heard, we do love our <laughs> Muni. So we're cool with that. You're cool with that. Of course. We can bake transit into this. Okay, I'm relieved. I think since you brought up, we did not talk about this pre-podcast, but since you brought up the cable car, we should tell listeners that we're super stoked that we will be judging the cable car bell ringing contest on Thursday. Yes. At you, noon. If you, are listen, if you are an early The Big Event listener, um, we will be noon in where? Union you, Square. Okay. Um, come find us, say hello, and... We have no idea how to judge cable car bell ringing, so we're kind of doing this on the fly. So give us some advice. Yeah, but we did some research. The cable car bell ringing has been around since... Uh, the 60s. Yeah, and uh, who was the first? Dave Brubeck. Jazz legend Dave Brubeck was among the first cable car judges, so we're an incredible company. Um, all right, so we got the transit taken care of. Here's the big one. Uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah, we're really stuck on that. I felt like at our infamous Tempest lunch where you were cranky, we everything fell into place until we hit Twin Peaks, and then the three of us were totally stuck on, do we do it, do we not? Yeah, and we have some sort of like, if not Twin Peaks, then we'll go over here and see this other cool thing, but if we do Twin Peaks, that doesn't really um, work, and... I've thought too going through this that we might not do Twin Peaks, so we've really been stacking up other places that have incredible views. But I think it comes down to, do you just have to have Twin Peaks? I mean, is that sort of the e-ticket ride, the kind of space mountain of this thing where if we leave it off, people are gonna notice it and complain? Yeah. Your thoughts? Uh, well, we do have a lot of other great views baked in. Um, there are some some views from up on high that are gorgeous that will be on our route regardless. We're just trying to decide whether people will be mad at us if we leave Twin Peaks off. And we put it out on Twitter again, kind of like Star Trek's <laughs> Sister Act. It did not answer the question. People were split down the middle. No, I, I was hoping I'd put it out on Twitter. And I, I put it out like a suggestion like, hey, we may not do Twin Peaks. Is that something that's necessary on a 49-mile scenic anything? And there were some people who like are generally allies of mine and like get <laughs> along with me and we don't fight on Twitter who are like, oh, hell no. Yeah. You know, you're dead to me if you leave Twin Peaks off. So, yeah. But then other people are like, totally ditch it. Nobody likes it. No locals go there. You're going to get your car broken into if you do. Yeah. Foggy. Um, so like with a lot of things just in my life, um, I'm going to take the cowardly route with this. <laughs> Um, I will write a column. I'm going to lay out my Twin Peaks uh, thoughts, and they're mostly that, you know, it's a little bit overrated, you know, fantastic view. I don't want bulldozers to go in and level it. I'm just saying on this route, I don't think it's necessary, but we're going to let Twitter vote in a very unscientific Twitter poll. Um, we will throw it out there this week, uh, and should Twin Peaks be on the map or not, and this will be binding. Yes, it'll be binding, but I just want to throw out another anti-Twin Peaks argument, okay. which is that everybody knows Twin Peaks is there, locals and visitors alike, kind of like everybody knows that the Transamerica Pyramid is there and the Painted Ladies are there. There's just certain things that we're not like divulging by putting Twin <laughs> yeah. Peaks on the map, whereas there are lots of parts of the city we're trying to highlight that even locals may not have heard of certain restaurants or um, must-sees or views, and uh, visitors definitely wouldn't know about them. So we're trying to 
get more into the authentic neighborhood San Francisco and less into the landmark San Francisco. Yeah, and we've made tough decisions. And there are some things that we've left off that people are probably going to be kind of surprised. Um, this is one that I feel like, in in my cowardly way, um, I want to put it to a vote. And then if people vote for it, let's do it because it's what people want. And if people vote against it, then it's their fault. Yeah. And then when people say, why isn't Twin Peaks here? I'll go, well, the people voted against yeah. it. Well, yeah. but basically we're going to blame you for the outcome. Yeah. Listeners. <laughs> yes. Uh, democracy. <laughs> okay. So that's our Twin Peaks conundrum. That will be settled this week. And then that's going to kind of shape the last 10, 15% of this route. Yeah. Um, what's next, Heather? So we want to unveil the new route within a month. We need some um, time for our graphics people to actually make it once we tell them where to draw the lines. Um, so hopefully it'll be out late October, early November. And then we're probably going to have an event for subscribers and to come hear how we chose it, see some awesome photos Jessica has taken and do other fun things related to the 49-mile scenic route. And then... Um, we have so many ideas. A lot of it will probably spill into next year. We're thinking of breaking the 49 miles into seven, seven-mile segments or yeah. some amount. It could be more segments of shorter, whatever, But um, and leading subscribers on walks or bikes of those segments next year. Yeah, I, I really am excited about that part of it because um, it's not going to be the typical journalism thing where, oh, we finally got our map, and here we're going to show it to you, and then Heather and I are going to go do some other project. Um, I feel like that's just the beginning. And I think like the spirit that we've put into our movies and some of our events that we've done, I mean, the best part of um, our 49 mile scenic drive, like walk that we did, the best part of Total Muni was just seeing all the people in San Francisco and getting to meet people. And a lot of those people are still our friends. And I feel like this project is just like the perfect Petri dish for that. Yeah, um, Total Muni was over when it was over because what else? could you do with it? Yeah. But this is really limitless. We see so much potential for events and other projects for next year related to it. Yeah. I, I, Lily Janik, the, here's an example. Our theater critic, um, uh, she rides her bike everywhere and she got me on my bike. I'd love to do one or two or three or five um, bike trips with subscribers or interested people and just exploring some of this on a bike with her involved too and um, Paolo Paolo just gave us the most excellent map our, our food editor Paolo Lucchese um, and he's really getting into it and I'd love to see some kind of food tour or something with Esther Mobley uh, you also had critic. another breakthrough today <laughs> yeah. which was that we could do the Golden Gate Park um, Richmond segment one weekend afternoon and end with a matinee um, at the Balboa Theater. So there's just so much, Star so Trek, much to work with. Star Trek Four? <laughs> no, Sister Act. <laughs> no, I think like Inside Out. I'd love to do like a matinee and do like a kid-friendly walk because there's actually a really kid-friendly, not too hilly walk that's like three or four miles going through the park leading up to the Balboa. And I just, as much as I'm excited that we're going to have this finished map and people are going to get to see it. I'm even more excited to explore it once it's something that exists. So Heather, we're in the home stretch. Um, despite the fact that it's now a regular part of the podcast, we haven't been fighting too much. <laughs> this one's been going really well. Yeah, we, yeah. we got along great the day we did it. And in general, we're getting along great now. Yeah. So everybody who is listening, um, get ready, get some good running or walking shoes 
or uh, tune up your bike or whatever. Because fill your clipper card. <laughs> fill your clipper card. This thing's gonna happen. Uh, looking like November, and uh, I really just appreciate all the people who have been writing in and giving us tips and stuff. Um, we're trying to respond to everybody, and um, but we're, we're definitely taking it all in, and this is definitely something that's been created by all of our readers and listeners, and uh, I'm just super excited about it. And I just want to add that this is one of the few cities in the world where you would struggle to decide which 49 miles are the best. We have so much to work with. That's the hard part. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you very much, Heather. Thank you. And uh, thanks to everybody who's been contributing. We will talk to you next time. You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to Heather Knight. Our producer today is me, Peter Hartlob. Supervising producer is King Kaufman. Executive producer is Tim O'Rourke. And our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. Music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community. Read our columns and subscribe to the Chronicle at www.sfchronicle.com. Chronicle podcasts are on Apple Podcasts and other streaming services. Listen at www.sfchronicle.com slash podcasts with an S. (laughs) 